for more on the market and some investment ideas, let's welcome in David Strzeski, CEO, Sound Planning Group. Good morning to you. So, uh, good afternoon to you. A bounce back from last week's sell-off. What do you make of it? Yeah, great to be with you here, Nicole. So uh, this is a really confusing time uh, for investors here today. Uh, you know, the Fed policy is not influencing inflation so much at this point, but rather inflation seems to be influencing the Fed policy. So, you know, we've had three bear market bounces here since uh, things, you know, started getting choppy last year. And about 12 months ago, we saw interest rates rising. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at Fed pivots uh, being the, the primary reason why the markets have taken off at the rate that they have. And so I think that it's important for us to understand the analogy that Jamie Dimon gave us before, uh, talking about uh, that we're to expect an economic hurricane uh, here in the future. So is this the calm before the storm? I'm not sure, uh, but uh, let me just note a comparison. So there's a difference between tornadoes and hurricanes. Tornadoes show up out of the blue, unexpected, and then they go away typically pretty quick. Where hurricanes are something that we see off in the distance, it's a, a tropical storm, uh, then it begins to get some new headwinds uh, and gain some strength. And so I'm personally referring to this as the Federal Reserve bubble, uh, in part because the Federal Reserve has completely changed its position on interest rates uh, that they've had as policy for the last 41 years. And so because of this extreme nature of the raising of the interest rates, uh, I think that it's flipped the entire uh, market right now. And, and this is really important, important for us to understand because the uh, the Federal Reserve bubble is uh, uh, going to be able to afflict, uh, is going to uh, ultimately uh, mess with our stock prices. Just think growth uh, companies right now as we see the treasuries increase. Uh, we look at bond rates uh, here today. And, uh, you know, I, I think that bonds are looking a lot better than they were. But what about corporations and, and, and potentially having challenges uh, metabolizing their new debt? Uh, or ultimately, you know, there could be Chapter 11s coming up here. So uh, there's, there's a number of things that are pretty concerning right now. Tell me a little bit about a recessionary environment. How likely is that, the timing of that? Yeah, so uh, I think that uh, by this coming summer, uh, we're gonna begin to see the interest rate challenges that come with, um, you know, corporations need to borrow at higher prices. Just think about junk bonds that weren't able to make it at 4%, and now they have to uh, go at 8% or 9% uh, borrowing for interest rates. How are they going to be able to do that? So I think that we're going to see margin compression begin here uh, by the summer, and that's ultimately going to lead to, you know, the debt ceiling conversation that's coming up with a completely polarized uh, economy here today. So none of those spell uh, great, uh, great moments here for us uh, as uh, as we're looking at, you know, even the Fed having to reduce uh, its balance sheet by. Uh, $90 billion monthly, which of course means that there's less capital in the market to invest uh, for growth, et cetera. So uh, these, are, these are some of the challenges that are coming up here and I think will manifest over the next few months. Right, understood. So what do you think the Fed's going to do? And then just get to your, your names that you really focus on. I want to leave enough time for those. Sure. So I think that the Fed's going to go 25 basis points. We've been saying this, that they're going to be higher for longer. I've been saying that I don't believe that there's going to be a pivot unless something significantly breaks here. Um, and so this is important for us to understand. Um, I, I think that uh, the Fed's going to keep going. And I just don't know that uh, uh, people have ultimately taken account for what those changes are going to be if we don't get that pivot. Uh, but kind of getting into some of the names, uh, you know, the goal here is to ride bull markets and attain bear markets. 
And so I've got some alternative ideas that I think are, are, are valuable for the viewers to understand. Uh, one being gold and silver. Um, so we're looking at central banks buying more gold and silver than at any other time in history. Um, also, if we look at the price of gold and silver relative to uh, places like the euro and not just USD, which it's, it's traded in, I think that you see a little bit different of an outcome of how strong uh, that, uh, that metals have ultimately been uh, here over the last uh, little bit. We're seeing oil and gas uh, having some of the best margins out there and, and pricing power. Uh, could you imagine if we even had one fire, one spill, one challenge? Um, it, not to mention the fact that until we can stabilize the diesel supply, you know, we're going to continue to have inflationary challenges with the shipping costs, uh, it, which is reflected in the PMI uh, results. Yeah. And so I think that there's some great names there. Uh, and I think ultimately real estate can be important, but I want to stay out of office buildings. I want to look at more things like multifamily, senior housing, data centers, distribution centers, warehouses, things like that that are going to be able to uh, more accommodate this this environment that we find ourselves in right now. But uh, I think that we could possibly see a major crisis uh, in those office buildings uh, if we uh, and so therefore be be wary of REITs uh, because of the uh, the higher interest rates that they're going to have to borrow at because these corporations don't have 30 year mortgages. They have more like five to eight year mortgages and uh, right, they've got to right. metabolize a trillion of debt annually. Yeah, you have also um, investing, but assets, cash assets, protection assets, risk assets. I mean, when we think of cash assets, short-term treasuries, that's been very popular of late. Ex right. Explain these different asset groups and what investors should be thinking. Sure. So we have cash assets, protected assets, and risk assets. Those are the three primary uh, categories. And so cash assets, the goal is to be liquid. Uh, I think that as we find ourselves deeper in the summer, there's going to be some tremendous buying opportunities. Uh, so having a higher allocation there, intelligent. Protected assets, which are traditionally thought as as bond assets. Um, I'm going to say that there's five ways that bonds can lose money. I believe all five are on the table right now. So we're looking at alternatives today, like uh, growth-oriented fixed index annuities. In my opinion, there's never been a better alternative and a better time to particularly own those and look at those as bond alternatives. And then uh, last in those risk assets, that's where we're gonna be holding uh, equities and, and different positions that can both go up and down. And of course, hey, we're, we're, we're in the market right now. I just wanna be very clear. We have 30 different portfolios. It's just that we need to have the right balance and the right percentages based upon our timeframes before retirement, uh, what we're trying to accomplish, et cetera. And so our firm primarily works with people that are entering into retirement or that are in retirement. And so we need to be a lot more protected today because, hey, if the market goes up 10% more, that would be wonderful. But what if it dropped another 30, 40, or 50%? My guess is that that would have a change uh, and reflect a change in your entire retirement process. So we need to be very cautious as there's a lot at risk here today. Right, understood. David Strzewski, thank you. CEO of Sound Planning Group. A good look there at the markets. Investment ideas, the Fed. Thank you very much, David.